What is up, everybody? How are you doing? How are you living? It's Christmas Eve. Hope you're having a good day. Thank you guys for joining us um, on this beautiful day. Hopefully, it's snowing for you guys where you're listening, so you can have a white Christmas. Where I'm at, it's just super freaking cold. So, no snow this year once again, but you know what? Christmas is right around the corner. I'm having a great time. I hope you guys are as well. Again, thank you for listening. Justin Treese, week 16, excuse me, week 16, week 16 of the NFL season um, is right around the corner. I mean, we get games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, four straight days of NFL football, along with the college bowl season um, next week. So, I mean, the bowl games are going on right now. It's awesome. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying that. But like I say almost every episode during the season, holy smokes, we're already to this point in the year. We got two weeks left of football, man, but I'm, I'm excited that we're here right before Christmas, Christmas week at least, um, and we get to break down football, man. I'm, I'm grateful for this. This is awesome. Oh, super excited. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but because of last episode when we were talking about how Trevor Lawrence was the greatest thing that's ever happened to him, a greatest gift, Uh huh. Jasmine decides today's the day I'm going to start tweeting. She has never tweeted, I don't think, in her entire life. And now she's starting to call me out. Like, uh oh, just typical, typical Jasmine, just doing her thing. So, and here you go. Now going to look, and you're gonna just yep, one hundred percent. Um, but super excited, super excited about the weekend. Five, like you said, four or five days of football in a row of NFL. We always got you know the other games just for college coming in, sneaking in. We've already had some games. College football playoffs are a week from Friday. Um, or yeah, a week from Friday. So that'd be awesome as well. Can't wait for those to watch my boy, Trevor Lawrence dominate. Um, actually I'm very excited about that Ohio state Clemson game. Cause last year's was so good that I just hope it repeats. For sure. And I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't hear a word you just said because I was reading your wife's tweet. That's fine. I was talking about <laughs> Ohio State and Clemson. Um, no, so- okay. Yes, there we go. So that is going to be a good game and it is going to be an enjoyable one. And I'm going to go ahead and read this tweet because, Jasmine, you deserve the spotlight right here. Justin Treese, I birthed your only child, and you're telling me the Jets gave you the best gift of your life with Trevor Lawrence? Oof. Yes. Yikes, brother. <laughs> yes. That's the answer. Um, so, super excited. Uh, and let's just get started. So, as we try to do with most holidays, we like to incorporate some fun things. So, what did we do today? We made our own naughty and nice list of NFL players this year. So the 2020 season, is Santa coming to your house with some coal or is he coming to your house with some presents? We're about to find out. So we both came up with one running back, one quarterback, one wide receiver each, and then we did a combined defense of um, nice and naughty. So let's go with the nice list. Let's start this off Start off positive. So yeah. my quarterback is a guy that I was pretty vocal about on people that should bet on to win the MVP because the odds were just too good. Did I say it was likely? No, but he had this, basically the same odds that Lamar Jackson had the year before. There is the potential there. And that is none other than the number two seed in the AFC, Josh Allen. Yeah, and I mean, that's a great one. Mine. Uh might win the MVP, second time in his young career as a starting quarterback. It's coming off a Super Bowl win, Patrick Mahomes. Now, some people might look at it and be like, oh, dude, what a homer pick. But, like, really looking around, like, 
he's got the number one offense. Might as well be the number one offense. The amount of playmakers that are on this team, the dude is just living up to the hype. He isn't slowing down. It is easily a Patrick Mahomes for me on my nice list for the quarterback position. I can't complain, right? Like, he's going to win the MVP. I'm going to be right because I said he was going to win MVP this year in our preseason predictions. You did not. You actually said you hated Patrick Mahomes. Oh, uh, no. See, here's the thing. I am a suspicious type of person. Um, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. And here's the thing, and the reason why is because a quarterback that wins MVP does not win the Super Bowl. Here's the thing. Chiefs have been running with the hashtag, run it back, since Mr. Patrick Mahomes started that after winning the Super Bowl. Everyone's taken off with it, and I'm right there with it as well. But here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes breaks curses. He is the breaker of curses. We want to throw some Game of Thrones references out there. Here it is in Patrick Mahomes. He has done it all for Kansas City. Why can't he do this one? I shouldn't be feared. I shouldn't be worried about that. I shouldn't be a little stitious over that. I should trust him. And I've told myself earlier in the year, I'm never going to doubt him again. You know what? I did at the very beginning of the year when we made that list in the offseason, and I take it back. Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP. He's going to win the Super Bowl, and it's going to be a glorious glorious start to the to the start of 2021 usually i would say like i can't deal with your team winning another super bowl like usually i would say that i'd be like, i'm just gonna be too jealous right but again yeah, I, it's not gonna matter because if the jags are in line for trevor lawrence you guys can have whatever you want this year i don't give a shit so <laughs> yeah everybody's gonna be so sick of hearing about that until it actually until it actually happens and I'm going to be so upset if the Jaguars beat the Bears. I was going to say, if the freaking Jaguars find a way to beat the Bears this week, I'm going to feel so bad for you. Yeah, me too. Like, you being so high on life this week, your wife roasting you on Twitter, and then it's just like, fuck me, they won. (laughs) Exactly. I could see it happening, and I'm going to feel bad. So the reason why I don't think it's going to happen is actually because the Jaguars are going to most likely be without – another guy that I have on the nice list and that's James Robinson undrafted running back comes in fourth string dude comes into camp and he somehow beats everybody out and including a number four overall pick. So, um, you know, like how could it not be him? That, that's my oh, question, think, right? I think that's a great point. I mean, it's one of those guys where undrafted free agent is not getting any recognition so far this year. And I kind of had somewhat of a homer pick with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You have yours right there with running back for the Jaguars. I can't wait till we get to your naughty list because you have a point to prove. And for me, let me just keep rolling. It's Derrick Henry. And the reason I say this is because it's a guy that I said last year had tree trunks for legs, and then I watched him develop into tree branches, and he would just run over everybody. And when I made that statement, the Tennessee Titans played the Kansas City Chiefs that next week. He single-handedly beat them in the regular season, and he continues to destroy everybody, and he has a chance at breaking the rushing record this year. Um, I don't know how close he is right now at this point, but the dude's unstoppable. And so he has to be on the nice list because if you put him on the naughty list, he's probably going to come rip my head off. and. I like having my head on my body, so I'm going to keep it. Derek Henry is on the nice list for me as running back. One thing we didn't actually mention was his stiff arm last weekend against the Lions. Oh. 
He's had a lot of like nasty stiff arms. That might be the biggest one he's ever had. <laughs> did you see Ryan Tannehill mic'd up like his reaction on the sideline with his teammates? I just did right before we started <laughs> podcasting. So that's awesome. He's just like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> like, so awesome. Uh, like that team is is fun to watch. And I know you don't like them. You know, you've dude, last year I said that they were the funnest team for me to watch. So like I will admit that like I I actually like a lot of their players. I just don't like them because of the history so um and again i had what henry and Tannehill in my top five in their positions so you did you I, did I show, some, I show some respect you're showing some love to a team that you absolutely despise of in your division 100 percent um and if they i mean got banned from the nfl i wouldn't lose an ounce of oh over darn it. it yeah bummer so now let's go to our wide receivers. Who else is on the nice list? We have two more players, one each. For me, it is Calvin Ridley. He has had an amazing year. Again, like he's on pace for over 1,500 yards and over 10 touchdowns. I think he has just under 13 right now. I think he's at like 1290-ish, somewhere in that area. And then he has nine touchdowns. And this is with a banged-up Julio the entire year. So nobody can say, well, yeah, it's easy when you have Julio on the opposite side. Julio's missed plenty of time, and even when he's been playing, has been limping around. It Like, look what he did against Tampa Bay last week. Like, Tampa Bay mm-hmm. knew they had to win that game, and Ridley almost single-handedly beat them. By himself. It was crazy. So, um, Calvin Ridley, hey, you're going to get some good presents. That's it. That's all I got. Okay, I thought, I thought you might have another nope. line. <laughs> all right, you're going to get some really good presents, Calvin Ridley. I hope you're ready for it. Santa's coming to your house. <laughs> for me, though, like, it has to be Justin Jefferson. He's a rookie in the league. What he's done to help the Minnesota Vikings offense after losing Stephon Diggs has been incredible. And it's one of those things where that offense just kind of kept rolling and he keeps getting better as the year is going on as well. And in terms of fantasy, it's been wonderful. Uh, love that I was able to pick him up in a couple of leagues that I've been a part of. Um, with Mike Dupp and kind of what we did when the season started. So it's nice to have him on the team. Definitely a guy I'm going to keep an eye on moving forward. And I'm sure a lot of other people are as well, but the kid's been tearing it up. And I know there's other wide receivers in the league that are also having nice years. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is up there. Tyreek Hill is up there. You want to go tight ends. Travis Kelsey belongs up there. TJ Hawkinson is quietly having a good season as well with the Detroit Lions. And I know that Teresa, that's something we've brought up a couple weeks ago uh, in regards of who else is out there at the tight end position that's playing well. Darren Waller. If I'm going to talk about tight ends, I got to put his name out there. Dude's balling out. No one still seems to be talking about him. Same thing with Calvin Ridley. Justin Jefferson, we know, is getting all the recognition in the world because of what he's doing for Minnesota. That's it for our nice list. Now let's head to the naughty side. So Uh, one more thing before. Sorry. Um, Could you imagine – I don't want to be negative Nancy here, but could you imagine if the Jags actually took him at 20, like I was saying, and when I had literally the Justin Jefferson no matter what at 20? Like, could you imagine going into next year with Trevor Lawrence, Shark, Justin Jefferson, James Robinson? Could you imagine? Uh, You just keep dreaming, pal. I know. Can you imagine the Eagles just – Maybe drafting Justin Jefferson too, but instead let's take a speedier receiver with injury concerns. They wouldn't have had a chance though because the Jags picked before them. That's the thing. That's true, actually. That's true. So anyway, but the worst part is like, didn't the Eagles trade up at that spot? No, they move up. No, okay. No, twenty. They they drafted twenty-one. So, um, before we go to the naughty list, 
our team defense that we chose. Mm-hmm. Yes. We chose the Miami Dolphins defense. Uh, they have had a lights out year. Uh, up at the top of the league in sacks, they have they forced 24 turnovers. For me, that is the biggest thing. 24 turnovers and three touchdowns. That is a huge difference maker and makes life so much easier for a quarterback like Tua coming in as a rookie. So is Xavier, uh, sorry, is Xavier Howard defensive player of the year? Yeah, I tweeted that out this weekend. Like he yes, he is, did. I saw that. He is 100% defensive player of the year. Like, no question about it. And he had a touchdown taken away last week. That was, again, questionable. There's lots of questionable calls. But, like, I was just like, <laughs> wow, you're really going to call that back, huh? But, <clears throat> I mean, leading the league in interceptions, uh, right ahead of J.C. Jackson for uh, New England. Mm-hmm. I think is an undrafted rookie, I think, or late round pick. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he, it's going to be weird. I don't know if they'll give it to him. I mean, if, if they make the playoffs, they might, if they don't, I don't think they will. Um, but could you imagine two cornerbacks back to back years winning defensive player of the year? I mean, it would be incredible, but at the same time, it is a passing league. So if you're picking off the ball, you know, and getting those interceptions and giving the ball back to your offense to go pass it, it's deservingly so. You know what I mean? I just think that's kind of where we're at in the NFL. Um, start the naughty list, though. I have to go quarterback, and I have to go first. This is a guy that I said was going to have a top 10 – or, excuse me, top five MVP type of performance in the league. Thought he would be a top five candidate, um, at least be up there in terms of voting. Oh, this man has found the edge of a cliff and did not stop walking and has fallen all the way to the bottom of the canyon, and that is Carson Wentz. The dude's been awful. Um, he's not been good. I'm uh, still going to make some excuses. The team has not been healthy. The team stopped caring about this season, um, and now that they have a new quarterback, things have kind of spiced up a little bit. Like, why is it spicy? The TikTok reference, if you get that, Trace, you probably don't too mature for it. Anyways, it's like Carson Wentz hasn't been playing well, and I think it's one of those things where I can't put you on the nice list. You're naughty. You're not starting. Job's not yours anymore. You're not about to be there next year. Naughty, naughty Carson Wentz. All right. Uh, That feels weird to say. I'm sorry. It it does. It it was a little weird, but it's fine. Um, For me, uh, and and for the record, everybody, we tried to go with guys that didn't miss too many games. Obviously, we can't go – like, they can't miss any games because it's the NFL, people miss games. Um, I am going with a guy that has missed, I think, two or three games, three games um, altogether this year, and that is Drew Locke. Uh, He came in – there was a lot of hype about the Broncos this year. Um, And, given we've talked about it. Like, they have very – they have great potential. But, like, there Mm -hmm. was a lot of people saying, hey, they took second in the division last year. They're going to compete and push the Kansas City Chiefs. And nobody was saying they were going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but it was like, okay, it's kind of that year before there was starting to be a real challenge there. Yep. Um, Drew Locke has thrown for over 300 yards once this year. Um, actually, he's thrown over 280 yards once this year. So it's not like he has a whole bunch of like these 290 games where it's like that. Like and that was has, a couple weeks ago, correct? The 300 game was week nine. Um Week 14 against Carolina, where he had four touchdowns, he threw for 280, exactly on the dot. So, um, for me, though, like, I mean, he has, he has more interceptions than he does touchdowns. Pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just bad. Like, he's, like, you expected so much more in year two. 
And it's not like a year two where he didn't play at all last year. Like he played a lot. I don't know. It's, and I get it, lots of injuries and everything, but like, yes, you're miss, you're missing Cortland Sutton. I think that is a big deal. But also, you have a lot of skill players. Like you drafted guys in rounds one and two to be stud wide receivers for you, and neither of them have done very much this year. They both have had bright spots, like one good game each. But other than mm-hmm. that, that's it. So it's Drew Locke for me. I'm going to keep saying it. He is not going to be the starter heading into 2022 for the Broncos. Oof. So not next season, the year after, though. Uh, let's go to the running backs. For me, it's Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I know Dak Prescott goes down with an injury, and this is something I brought up last episode, and I've brought up you know, over the last couple of weeks, too. If you guys have been listening, you know this. And it's just the fact that he hasn't lived up to the hype. He hasn't lived up to the money that he's been paid. Maybe he's got a little bit of a lingering injury that's there, but at the same time, Man, you're getting paid a ton of money to be a really good running back, and you have been very inefficient this season for the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard comes in last week and tears it up. I mean, he's involved in every aspect of the game. Where was that with Zeke? Like, why are we not seeing it there? And another player that could probably go on this list for receiver for me is Amari Cooper. That's not who I chose, but like when you look at this Dallas Cowboys team, there's a lot of guys on there that just did not play very well this year, and it's concerning, and it is something to question. But I think it also just proves the value of Dak Prescott for this offense and this organization moving forward. Yeah, I would say that's more on Dak on that on that one because actually Cooper was actually on pace for a very good year, like like over fifteen hundred yards with Dak. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, for me, running back, you kind of gave a little teaser when I talked about James Robinson, um, and to further prove prove my point, um, naughty list, Leonard Fournette, dude is not good at football. He is uh, <laughs> what a lot of people call a dumpster fire. Uh, he has one game over 55 yards this season. Uh, what, three games, I think, with over double-digit touches? Like, you get released from the Jags. You go on and talk shit about how it's nice to have a quarterback finally. Um, but then it's like, wait, this undrafted rookie dude is doing something that you never did. So maybe it's just not you uh Ronald Jones everybody said that he's a bust even though he had a better year last year but it's like it's Leonard Fournette top four overall pick like he should he should just be able to take over that job and he is not and he's struggling when he does get on the field and Ronald Jones isn't like he's having a very good year so it is clear that like maybe what I talked about a lot last year about how he has no vision and he just runs um just runs into a hole and just like, okay, it better be there. It was actually funny during that game. I don't know how much you watched the uh, Falcons game, but he had one pretty good run and it was like, and they were like talking about like, could you, do you see that from Leonard Fournette? He just trusted his offensive line would just open that path at right at that exact moment. I'm like, no, he was just running there praying to God it happened. And most of the time it, the offensive line's not there right on time. And that's when he just runs into a defensive lineman and then just falls down. I'm just like, you got lucky. Broken clock is right twice a day. Don't forget that, people. So, um, boom. <laughs> um, but really, though, like, could you imagine, like, your four, year four, top five overall pick, and you can go in and be like, I had one 100-yard game, and then I didn't have over 55 yards the rest of the season. Yikes. Yikes. You hate to see it. I mean, you love to see it, but a lot of people that are fans of Leonard Fournette, they're probably not. 
probably not loving this moment right now. Um, who is your wide receiver? Uh, my wide receiver is going to be a rookie, and it is going to be Henry Ruggs. So number one wide receiver taken in this class, a very deep class. And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of teams have had like shining moments in a lot of these players, including Jeff, Justin Jefferson, as you brought up. Um, but he just hasn't been successful. I mean, like, look at like Colin Johnson, a fifth rounder for the Jags, has had a better year than him. Chenault's been injured and um, ha- having to play with some garbage wide receivers, and I think Chenault's had a better year. Uh, Judy, as bad as he's been, I think he's had a better year. So, I mean, it's honestly, has Rager, who's missed a lot of time, had a better year? Like, that's probably compar- you know, comparable. But Henry Ruggs has one good play on the year, and it is beating the Jets on a play that the Jets literally said, here, just catch the ball. Like, they gave him the play. So, Here's an undrafted free agent rookie guarding a first-rounder. That's yeah. super fast. Oh, man, please catch it. Like, exactly. Oh, darn it, he did other than that, like, I mean, I can't see how you could say he's anything as a, as a Raiders fan because you had a lot of hopes going into this year. Again, they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Um, Very much so. But the point was to have this stud wide receiver opposite of Darren Waller, who you were just talking about. Like, we're going to open it up more. And I just don't see it doing it. And I get that, like, he can open things up on the defense without having stats. I fully understand that. But I – actually don't think that that's much of the case like i don't see him being like this tyreek threat of going down the field and then leaving it open for travis kelsey i don't see that same type of offense so anyways henry ropes naughty list who is it for you uh for me it's actually going to be ty hilton and this is a guy that's just is not had the season that we thought he might, to be honest. It's just, it is not working out for him. It's not going too well. And it's one of those things where I'm kind of concerned on what's happening with the Indianapolis Colts and T.Y. Hilton. You're giving me this look like I picked someone else that wasn't on the list. Not at all. I'm actually, okay. I'm sorry, I'm looking at Twitter because you tweeted and now Mello's getting involved and it's about to explode. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see that. <laughs> also, sorry. Uh, but, yes, T.Y. Hilton, like the thing is, he's only got 675 receiving yards this year and four touchdowns. Now, the last couple of years, that's kind of about average of where he's been. But at the same time, three years ago, you had a, a massive season. Two years ago, excuse me. And then last year, things kind of fell off. And this year, you've been pretty much non-existent. You're really not that much of a factor. Um, and with this Indianapolis Colts team, they just stuck to the running game. And luckily, it is working for them. But like Michael Pittman Jr. coming in and having a big year and just doing things well with this team, it's just one of those things where you look at it and it's like, man, what's going on with T.Y. Hilton? How have things fallen off this quickly for him? Yeah. And again, like he's had a great last couple weeks, you know, trying to be good for Santa Claus in the month of December. Um, But really before that, yeah, bad year for him. So, all right, there we go. And defense-wise – who do we have for our defense? Defense-wise, that's bad. Uh, you know, one of those teams that we are not, our nice list was filled with a defense that spent money uh, quite a bit, honestly, on their defense. Along the defensive line and the secondary, they drafted good linebackers. Still spent money on their defense, and it went well in the Miami Dolphins. Well, another team that we discussed this offseason. Um, and if you're a longtime listener, again, thank you. 
you know of another defense that we praised for spending money on the defense for the first time in what feels like forever to help their rookie quarterback coming in, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. It's just clearly not working for them. The money that they spent should have spent elsewhere because the players that they brought in, one of them hasn't even played. Like, you got guys that you're spending money on, it's just like, no, nah, not going to play. One of them forced to trade out and is now with Seattle. Name is slipping my mind. Please help me, Trees. Carlos Dunlap. Thank you. That was the name I was going to say, but I feared it might have been wrong. So, like, you look at this defense, and we thought there might be something there. We thought it might be exciting, and it's just not been Jack Diddley shit except for what it was on Monday night against Pittsburgh Steelers. And, yeah, they are on our naughty list. So, yikes. Agreed. Question for you. Does Zach Taylor get fired? Man, I have been wondering. that. I actually was wondering that Monday night, and I'm glad you asked because let's say they do fire Zach Taylor. Eric Bieniemy would accept that job so fast. Like, I think that would be a great situation for a first-time head coach Yeah, to go to Cincinnati. Agreed. Also, Joe like, Brady should go there. Damn it. Yeah, but I like Eric Bieniemy. I got I a homer either. there. Dude's I been missing when- opportunities. I think – but here's the other thing, though. Maybe it wouldn't because from what I hear, they don't scout. They do not spend money on sending their scouts around to watch other players. It's part of the reason why they haven't been very good. So unless that changes, maybe it does with Eric Bannaby coming in town. or And it, maybe it's an experienced coach that they need that can be like, yo, this is not going to fly. This is what we need. This is what's going to happen. Let's go. But – if they do fire Zach Taylor and they bring in someone else, hopefully it is an offensive mind and he can find himself a de- and that coach can find a defensive coordinator uh, to just focus on that. And you run the offense that AFC North is going to be a very, very fun and very competitive division to watch for years to come. Yeah. If Pittsburgh finds a replacement for big Ben for quickly. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. Not a nice list complete. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Tonight we've been talking football. No, I'm just kidding. Man, you got my ass. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. How long did that take us? <laughs> uh, but let's let's dive into this this week's games. Um, again, that was the first part of our episode, so we might go a little bit quicker today. But hey, let's just see how it goes. So uh let's see where are we at thanksgiving or sorry thanksgiving or christmas which which holiday are we on christmas ho 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 yep Chris, christmas here we go vikings at saints and the saints are seven point favorites uh i'm gonna take the vikings the way this offense has been rolling um i don't see how the new orleans saints stop them slow it down uh they did struggle against kansas city yet that offense is on another level but we also saw Kansas City able to kind of run the ball a little bit once they got the passing game going against them. Um, and the way Justin Jefferson's playing, Dalvin Cook is playing, it is good. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to be able to take advantage of that, and I think it is going to be a close game, and it's going to be a fun game to watch as well. So I'm going to take the Vikings to cover with the Saints to win. All right. Uh, I see there's no way that the Saints lose three games in a row, and that's what they would basically have to, I mean, I get, I get it. You just said they still win, but I think that they are on a mission to – uh, win this game and try to put the pressure on Green Bay against Tennessee on that Sunday night game. So I think that I'm going to say the Saints win big in this one. Um, wow. So Saints it is. Alvin Saints. Kamara has a big game. Let's predict that. 100%. I mean, once Drew Brees is back, like he is 
yep. is a monster. Actually, that's a that'll be a fun conversation this offseason if if Breeze is gone, right? Um, where does Kamara rank in fantasy world? Um, and obviously, it very much depends on who their quarterback is. But if they literally went with Taysom Hill, like Kamara is not even a top like eight pick anymore. Shouldn't be, no. Yeah. So. And here's the other thing. I wonder if the Chiefs exposed the Saints' offense on how they can slow down Alvin Kamara because they weren't getting a lot of a, like, you know, they weren't getting much of a pass rush, and it's because they would have their defensive ends stay outside and then chip Kamara coming out of the backfield. Like, they would get in the way so the linebacker or safety that was dropping down had time to get over there and cover the area. So if they did throw to Kamara, he did not have enough – he didn't have much space to escape. And so I wonder if the Vikings try to take advantage of that as well. Um, Our next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Detroit to play the Lions. Tampa Bay is favored by nine and a half. I'm smashing the shit out of that. The Lions have nothing else to play for. They know this year's over. I'm taking the Buccaneers just big time they have to get things rolling they know they can't lose their backs are against the wall go make it happen uh, i also am going to take the bucks and i think that i mean i literally have nothing else to add i think and it like i wonder if stafford even plays he got hurt again last week um so it's even questionable if he even plays and if he doesn't i like daniels like like i think that he's had an awesome career made a shit ton of money for being back up like awesome career uh, agent top notch. He can't he can't do anything against this pass rush of the of the Bucks. So Bucks as well. Um, moving on, another Saturday night game. Uh, 49ers at the Cardinals. Who's the home team? We don't really know because they both play in the same exact stadium. And for some reason, San Francisco is now in there because California shut down and made it very difficult. So Cardinals five point favorites. Um, and now we are on to not even Nick Mullins playing quarterback for the Niners. Uh, that alone is going to make it. So I smash the Cardinals at minus five. I wonder if they're able to get a package in for Josh Rosen to play for the 49ers because he was on the practice squad for the Bucks. He's already got that quarantine time. And now it's just a matter of like, can they get him into play? I actually don't think he can play this week because of COVID rules. I think you have to sit out for eight days. Well, because he was on the practice squad, he's already cleared that. I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. Why did Le'Veon Bell have to sit out then? But by the time he's got to the 49ers, he's already got that eight days in anyways. No, he, he signed like on Monday. He's going to have five days. For some reason, I'm just going to be honest. Somehow today on radio, we discovered that he might be able to play Saturday. I, and I could t- be totally wrong, right? Like these COVID rules actually are a little weird. But I, for me, I just assumed – doesn't matter if you're on practice squad, signed off of the street, if you're on an active roster somewhere else. Let's just else. put a question mark there because we don't got a fucking clue. Yep. So, anyways, it's going to be interesting at who is playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Doesn't matter. They're not going to do well against this Cardinals defense. Like you said, that pass rush is going to be serious. Um, Arizona only being favored by five, though, is questioning, but I'm going to take it. I feel like it should be more. Agreed. Our next game, the Miami Dolphins are traveling to Vegas to play the Raiders. Miami is favored by three, and I'm actually going to take the Raiders. I think they find a way to win this game at home. They have not been playing very well at home either, Um, and I do wonder if this is a big Josh Jacobs game, if they're able to get things rolling. As I'm talking about this and the praise that we just gave the Miami Dolphins defense on them being on the nice list, I'm starting to feel like a moron, but I'm already this far in. I'm going to stick with the Raiders, and 
like I said, Josh Jacobs has a big game. I don't think that defense does anything against Miami Dolphins offense, but there's also not much to fear. So Raiders find a way to win this at home, and they can end the year on somewhat of a positive note in doing so. That's actually an interesting take. Um, we didn't really dive too much into it last week, but like the Mariota factor was like a huge difference maker. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins, though. I think that they have guys that can slow down Waller and whatever you want to say, Rugs as well. But, I mean, it's really Aguilar. Like, he's the one that's been making a difference. So um, I'm going to say the Dolphins, though. I think that they can do that. Uh, defensive line's playing well, that they can slow down Josh Jacobs. Um, so there we go. Two differences so far in the first four. I will take the Dolphins to cover the three-point spread. Uh, next one, Bears at Jaguars. Again, I don't know if James Robinson plays this game. Um, and if he doesn't, it's an easy, easy smash for the Bears. Um, so I've played the game of, like, I think he's going to play them. They don't play, and I'm not going to play that anymore. So I will take the Bears at minus 7.5. Cool. Um, you know what? That spread seven and a half. That's a pretty big spread. I don't know why I'm talking in this voice, but here I am. Uh, that is a really big spread, though, especially for the Bears. I'm gonna take it, though the way it's it's because of David Montgomery. The way he's running the ball against everybody the last couple weeks, he's gonna have a big game against the Jaguars and what they've not been able to do against the run this year. Teresa, something you've really brought up on, you know, that's kind of the the huge weakness of that team is there's no interior defensive lineman that can stop the run. And that's a problem. So I am actually going to take the Bears to cover there. Our next game, the Atlanta Falcons are traveling to Kansas City where the Chiefs are favored by 10 and a half. The thing with this, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons. Nope. Nope. I'm taking the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to destroy him. That offense, son of a bitch. I don't know if Tyreek Kill's playing. His hamstring's been – he missed practice today because of his hamstring. Man, you're really going to talk through me with this one because Tyreek Kill's hamstring's a little tweaked up. Or he he should be drinking alcohol because, on the sidelines. Whoa, it was pickle juice. Back <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With this, though, it's like, man, maybe you just rest Tyree Kill and you let, you know, McCole Hardman have a big day. He's playing his hometown team, played at Georgia. He's from that area. Son of a bitch. My gut's tell me the Chiefs. I'm taking them. I'm sorry. Travis Kelsey has a massive game. Monster game. Breaks the record. Destroys it. Thank All you. Right. Uh, I also am taking the Chiefs, and I don't think it's close. Uh, and I don't okay. care. This, I don't even think care that Ceh is out. Like whatever, doesn't matter. Speak. We didn't even talk about that. I am happy that it was the injury that like it was just a high ankle sprain because that looked disgusting. That split. Yeah, he's okay. lucky to get away with just a sprain. He really is, and he'll be back for the playoffs. Especially if they get a first round buy, it it'll be like perfect timing. Come yep. in fresh. So um, it's funny that I and I get it. Like if Tyreek Hill's not there, what does the offense do? Like it is funny to me that you had that much trouble on this spread. I I say that and now watch the fucking. Well, yeah, I mean they now played, watch the Chiefs. How they played the Bucks. Yeah, I mean like yeah. The but you half. put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Let's move to the next one. The Cleveland Browns are playing the Jets in New Jersey. Cleveland's favored by nine and a half. Um, I think the Jets are pissed off at themselves that they won last week. They're going to have a shitty game plan. They probably had a shitty week of practice. They're done. They played the Super Bowl last week against the Rams. 
Browns just keep rolling. They are going to destroy this team as they should. I'm going to take the Jets to, yeah, lo- what? to lose by nine. I think they'd lose by nine. Oh, you're such a bastard. Like, that's legit what I think. So, all right. All right. Uh, that was, that's good. That's good. You've really got me questioning myself. You sly, sly dog. You think they carry over their momentum from last week? Yeah, a little bit. And I, I mean, know it's still losing by nine points, but losing yeah. nine points to this team – the way they're playing? No, for sure. And I think a little bit, like, what I'm actually worried about is uh, Quinnen Quinn Williams. Sorry, I don't know why I said Alan. Quinnen Williams is out for the year now, and, like, he's been stopping that run. So that actually makes me super nervous. But I kind of feel like the Jets' defense has honestly had a little bit of swagger since they uh, let go of old Greg Williams. So um, I don't know. And I don't really have a lot of, like, stats or anything to back this up. This is more strictly just a gut feel that – Vegas is very good at this number, and it just feels like one of those numbers that might lean the Jets just a teeny, teeny bit. This is why I love you, and that's why I hate you, because that makes so much sense that I now question everything about it. And our next game, the Indianapolis Colts, traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Indianapolis is favored by point and a half, and I'm going to take it. I'm picking the Steelers to drop four straight. Now, I do have a feeling, and there is a possibility that they come out firing on all cylinders but the difference is that run game for the Colts and can they keep the ball can they maintain the ball and can they just run the clock against this defense can they take care of the ball that's the other factor can Philip Rivers not cost them the game throwing the ball downfield because of the defense for the Steelers even though it is banged up it is still very talented that's going to be the difference is does Philip Rivers throw this game away for the Colts and lose it against the Steelers here One no fun fact that I could have done as a tree civia, but I'm not going to. Sure. The Colts have been favored every single game this year. What? Yeah. That's actually very crazy. Weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't think like the Colts are the team that have been favored every single week. Obviously the Chiefs have as well, but um Colts are just like a team you're just like, hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Actually, maybe the Chiefs weren't against Baltimore. I think no, Baltimore I don't think was favored, yeah, right? They were. So I now think I was Buffalo might have been as well in Buffalo. Maybe. So, anyways. Um, this one is tough. Like, I just – I want to – oh, by the way, everybody, Juju came out today and said he's not dancing anymore. I think that's wrong. I think that's a – I don't – I understand his apology. When – my teammates and coaches are being asked about it. It becomes a distraction, and that's exactly what it has become. I respect it. At the same time, maybe, it is, maybe it's been a part of his routine and what he's done every game. But I, I also get it from Mike Tomlin's point of view. I get it from his teammates' point of view and his point of view and his apology is like, man, if me trying to have fun and be relaxed and do this is you know, being the vocal point of us losing games, maybe I ought to take a step back a little bit. Not do it all. He, he also says he's not going to do it on the logo anymore. Homeboy still yeah. dancing in the freaking on the you know end zone pregame, probably in the so. tunnel. I hope so. Freaking have some fun, play relaxed. Like, yeah, that's what so. that was my point today. It was just like maybe this is just his thing. So, yep, for sure. 
Uh, with all that being said, I'm going to take the Colts as well. Uh, I love what Jonathan Taylor is becoming in this offense. It is fantastic to watch. And I think they're going to be creative enough to uh, move the ball against this tough defense. And again, like Steelers were having a tough time getting pressure on the Bengals offensive shitty line. Like what are they going to do against the Colts amazing offensive line? And Rivers gets the ball out quick. So Mm -hmm. um, the only thing is they're not going to have that running ability that uh, they had with Finley, the Bengals had with Finley. So that'll be the difference unless they bring in Brissett a little bit more, which would be a mistake, but I guess, I guess as an option there. Um, All right. Ravens, sorry, Giants at Ravens and Ravens are 11 point favorites. And I'm going to take the Ravens because they are on a roll. Um, as I said, they would get on one. And uh, you don't want this team getting confidence heading into the playoffs. Nobody does. And I, I get it. They've also lost in the playoffs their first game the last two years. But it kind of feels like this team's a little bit different where it's like, okay, now they're, now they're not the favorites. Now they're the underdogs coming in. And they're having to play as if this is a playoff game for five straight weeks where they're not going to have that jitter that other teams may have once it's like, well, shit, now it's loser go home. They're like, fuck, we've been doing that for two months. Yeah. I I think that's a very good point with this for Baltimore. My concern is, is Daniel Jones playing. And right now I know he's listed as questionable. I think that's the ultimate difference for this giants team, because if they are, his ability to stand in the pocket, his athletic ability to escape the pocket, run down the field, it's a difference maker that, you know, will help the Giants. And maybe this is one of those games where Baltimore knows it's hot and it is rolling. And, you know, maybe they just kind of look it over. But it, it's hard to do that without knowing what Daniel Jones is doing. And I know this is going to count against our spread if I pick the Giants, depending on if Daniel Jones plays or not. So I'm just going to pick Baltimore because you did as well. So if we're right, we're right. If we're wrong, then I don't lose any more points in our records because I still have a chance of coming back. Not if you keep choosing the same teams as me. All right, moving on. We got the Bengals at the (laughs) Texans. And the Texans are eight-point favorites. Honestly, pretty shocking number after what the Bengals just did to the Steelers. I I thought eight was quite a bit. Um, Actually, it's going to be very fun watching the Texans offense against this Bengals defense. Uh, Especially if they played like they did last week. Exactly. Jeez, this number's huge. This is a trap game. This is the definition of a trap game. If you went into Wikipedia and they're like, and you're like, what's a trap game? It's going to just show Bengals at Texans, Houston eight point favorites. Definition, definition of it. Um, I am, but it's true. I'm going to take the Texans. I'm going to take the Texans. I don't feel good about it. Come on, come on, Watson. Win me some money. Let's go. The, wait, the Texans are favored by eight? Yes. No way. No, I was thinking the bang- – no, I'm taking the Bengals. There ain't no way. There's no way they win by eight. All right. Well, this is going to be a fun game for us then. Yep. $10 bet on that right there. I mean, double or nothing, I guess, because you already – Pretty much. You, you better freaking believe it. Better okay, believe how it. about this? How about this? Fuck. You, if I – if you win this, then we're even. If yeah. I win, rather than $20, I get to update your Twitter bio 
with whatever I want and you have to hold it for six months? Nope. No. Why not? Because I don't, what would you possibly say? I, I don't know. Something about like how your co-host is cooler, better looking, not younger, but I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, I'll come you, up with something. You can't just put obvious statements in there. That's also true. That is you know what I mean? Funny. Like people look at you and they look at me and they're like, oh my God, I'm picking that guy. Justin Trees. What about if it was like your beard is so have- nice? Like you're such a nice guy. You got you got the hair, you got the beard. I mean, you're just such a better person than me all the way around. We can't put that in the bio. That's too nice. It's and too probably, truthful. And, probably, you know and I mean? probably too long. I'm I mean Okay, six long. months is too long. One month. One month. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. You win, we're even, because I already you already owe me ten bucks. Okay. If I win, I get to put whatever I want in your Twitter bio for one month. For a month. It can't be anything like – No, I'll be respectful. No, it, okay. it's not going to be anything like anything disrespectful. I'm not going to – No, like, cuss words either. No, for it's going to be something – I don't silly. want, like, a fuck the Titans in my bio. Oh, for sure. That's not disrespectful at all. That's the truth. <laughs> you, you tweet that. You've, you've literally tweeted fuck the Titans. No, I have not. Okay, I'll go back to January 25th of Just search my tweets. Put my okay. username. I think it's the, what is it? The dot, dot, is that a colon or is that semi, semicolon? Yeah, I think so. I two dots and then put that. in the phrase and then search it. I actually didn't know you could do that. Yep. I learned something new today. I probably shouldn't have told the podcast for everyone else to go look. And make yeah. sure I said have said nothing bad in my past. <laughs> Anyways. I won't put that either. I will put something else, but we'll, we'll, I will make it so you agree on it as I come up with these ideas. All right. Anyways, we've talked about this long enough. That is the bet. Uh, Broncos at Chargers. Chargers, three-point favorites, just coming off of a great Thursday night win, overtime win. Uh, Drew Locke, naughty list, not good, very overrated, not going to be the quarterback in 2022, and Chargers win this game. Anything else you want to add to this? Nope, I think you freaking nailed it. Perfect. Uh, Panthers at Washington. And Washington is two and a half point favorites. Uh, sounds like Mr. Uh, What's-His-Name is going to be the quarterback. Why am I blanking on his name? Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is his name. And even after all of that, going to strip club stuff, still going to be there. Uh Doubtful for CMC again. Just shut him down already, Panthers. Like, it's just annoying at this point. He's not playing again. Like, why would you bring him back for week 17? That is the definition of pointless. You have a lot of definitions in this podcast, I guess. Um, I'm going to take Washington to win this game and win it by a field goal, which would make it so they do cover the two-and-a-half-point spread. Okay, okay, you're picking Washington to kick a game-winning field goal to cover the spread. Okay, I'm just taking Washington to win this game. Flat out. Like, just, there it is. All right, easy enough. I just think, I say that thinking Alex Smith starting, and he's not. He's it not. Is still, it's still Dwayne Haskins. That's on me. Switch my pick. I'm picking the Panthers. Hot take. Bam, bam, bam. Not really a hot take, but I just think the Panthers are offense. They're they're missing Christian McCaffrey, but I think this defense it's fast enough and it's strong enough to 
get to Haskins and force him into mistakes. And that's going to cost Washington and it's going to cost him his job. The only reason he's still on the team is because the other two quarterbacks that were in front of him on the depth chart are injured. And what he did this off season, it's another one of those things where, or excuse me, not this off season, this weekend after still losing, whether you were at the strip club or you had private strippers available, you broke protocols and it's just a shitty thing to do. It's immature. It's ridiculous. It's undisciplined. Um, and I was a knock on him coming out of college. And this is where we're at with Haskins and he's going to cost him this game as well against the Panthers. So that's why I'm picking them to win. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles playing the Dallas Cowboys. Philadelphia is favored by two and a half. I'm going to take it. Jalen Hurts keeps rolling. He's going to keep this team winning and it's going to make it a close race for the NFC East as we head into the end of the year. Um, because Washington can't afford to lose another game. They could last week play in Seattle. They can again. And I've already picked the Panthers to win. So if the Eagles win here, I, I what? That ties a division, from my understanding, with the Eagles and Washington at the top. And it's just been flip-floppy, back and forth, snip, snap. You know, snip, snap, snip, snap for what the NFC East has been this year. I'm taking the Eagles to win. All right. Uh, actually, that would give the Eagles – they'd be a half a game back because of the tie. So they'd be a half game back heading into the last week, which correct me if I'm wrong, they play each other. Yeah. They play each other the last week of the season. So they would have a legit shot at winning the division that game. Uh, they would also need the Cowboys to beat the giants um, though in week 17. Actually, now that I'm sitting through and doing all this, the giants are probably in the best position to win this game or to win this division. That's what we said a couple weeks ago when we talked about it, right? Yeah, we did, but I'm just like sitting here just thinking through it some more because they're going to lose their – actually, no, because then Philadelphia – no, I'm sorry. Philadelphia would have a – I'm sorry. Philadelphia would then have a half a game lead. So if Philadelphia wins and Washington loses, Philadelphia controls their own destiny to make the playoffs. Okay. Well, I'm also taking Philadelphia because I just don't see the Cowboys stopping anybody. Or, yeah, the Cowboys, they're not going to stop anybody on this offense. Big Miles, Miles Sanders, Sanders has a big game. Yep, Ooh. exactly. Love you. Um, stop also, it. hey, congratulations. I just saw your Twitter. You're a, you got to 1,400 followers. I did. 14 yeah. on the dot. Congratulations. Yep. yep. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get to 300 one day and look the fuck out one. Gonna like, get I'll get rolling. Wild. I'm gonna get rolling once I hit that. <laughs> um, okay, Rams at Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks a game and a, or a game and a half or a point and a half. Point and a half favorites over the Rams. Rams obviously coming off a tough loss, uh, the best loss of the year, and there is no way that they are not pissed and don't come out super focused. And there is no way the Rams don't win this game. I mean. I think you're crazy. I think you're nuts. They're going to lose this game. They've lost the division. That's over for the Rams. They lost to the Jets. Things looked sloppy. They're not going to get to Russell Wilson. They're not going to slow down that passing game. Can't stop the run either. I mean, shit, look what the Jets did. Fuck. I'm taking the Seahawks to win this game. They're favored by a point and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if they win by 10. That's a lie. They should win by at least a touchdown. I think it is going to be a fun game, but I think Seattle pulls away, and at the end of the game, they're going to put the dagger in, and the Rams are going to be sitting there looking at themselves in the mirror after the game going, what have we done wrong to lose games? You hate to see it. Uh, Big matchup here, though, in this next game. The Tennessee Titans traveling to Green Bay to play the Packers. Green Bay is favored by three and a half. 
This is going to be a fun game. This is going to be a very, very exciting game. This is the game where we see if the Packers can stop the run. This is where the, the questions are answered of, can they do what they were unable to do in the NFC Championship game? And it's, it's a giant question mark on this franchise, and not this franchise, this team, excuse me, before they head into the playoffs. Because if the Titans run all over them, no matter who the Packers face in the playoffs, that's exactly what's going to happen round one. If they get the first round by, then bam, here it is. If the Packers lose this game, they are playing next week. They are going to be forced to play because they're going to have to earn the spot. They're going to have to earn the number one for the bye, especially with the Seattle, or excuse me, the New Orleans Saints right on their tail. And the Packers play Chicago next week, and I'm not trying to get ahead of it, but like the Bears are right on the brink of getting into the playoffs as well. And with them playing the Jaguars, that helps. So they will actually be cheering for the Packers to win so they can head into the playoffs with almost a guaranteed bye. And the Bears know we get to play the Packers backups next week and with them resting, hopefully, and then maybe we can find a way to sneak in if Arizona's losing. I know that's a lot of teams throwing out there, but the Bears will be cheering for the Packers this week to win, and I'm actually going to pick the Titans to win. So here's here's the thing. I actually think even if the uh, Packers have it locked up, they still play their starters because that hatred with the Bears is so so strong. (laughs) Yeah. Division rivals run deep. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. Um, So you were taking the Titans – I actually am also taking the Titans to cover. I actually still think that the Packers win this game. Hail Mary at the end? Win it by a point? Um, No, I think this is another definition of uh, Titans go up, probably go up by one, honestly, with like less than two minutes left, and Rodgers just has one of his, you know, pick you apart. I'm going to roll out. I'm going to throw it down the sideline. There's going to be a dude you're going to make. There's no way he kept his feet in bounds. And of course he ended up keeping his feet in bounds and you're like just in field goal range, some 52 yarder Mason Crosby, old man river goes in, shoots it right down the pipe. Bingo, bingo. That's a win. Bow, bow, bow. Packers win on a late game field goal. Wouldn't be surprised by it at all. I think you're probably right. Bills Patriots. Buffalo's favored by seven. I'm taking the Bills. Patriots are done. Bill Belichick's pissed to miss playoffs. Doesn't matter. Bills are happy that they are won the division and going into the playoffs. They've won the division for the first time since 1995. It's 25 years ago. That's how old I am. People tell me I look 30. I swear to God I'm 25. Bills win. Yeah, Bills win. This is one of those classics you wish they could flex games on Monday night too and move that Seattle Rams game into Monday night and get that Bills game. But I, I'm taking the Bills as well. Like, I don't care that it's seven points. Like, I think that they dominate. I think that they, again, we talked about the last episode. I think the Bills understand how important that two seed is. Uh, you have to win this game to get that two seed. You lose this, you are not getting it. So Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Player prop bets. Sorry about that. I'm cutting you off because I'm just going to go with it. Player prop bets. Again, like you said, you had a good week. Caught up uh, three on me, four on me. Um, Yep. And so now it is a seven-point difference as of now. And let's just dive into it. You want me to go first on all these again? You better believe it. Aaron Rodgers, 280 passing yards. I'm going the over. Me too. Perfect. Uh, Aaron Jones, 67 rushing yards. Go ahead. I'm going to take the over, but I think it's so close. I'm taking the under. 
I think you should probably win that one. Uh, Devontae Adams, 98 receiving yards. It's the over. Smash it. I'm going to go the under. You're wrong. I think the Tennessee Titans know that Adams is a go-to guy, and it's going to be the tight end that has a big game. Tunyon. Tunyon, whatever. I think Jones has – I think Adam Jones is a big factor in the passing game. Aaron Jones. And the backup quarterback, is it Jamal Williams? Yes. Yes, I think those two are huge factors in the passing game. We haven't seen that in a couple weeks. We saw it, you know, maybe a month and a half ago when they were on primetime, and Aaron Rodgers talked about it afterwards. It's like, hey, when your backup running back has a big game catching the ball in the backfield, you know, things are going well for your team. So, boom, taking that. Ryan Tannehill, 238 passing yards. Trees, what are you taking? Uh, I will take the over on this as well. That's a good number. That is a good number. Son of a gun. 238. I'm going to take the under. I'm taking the under. Derrick Henry, 105 rushing risky. yards. Man, I'm feeling risky. Go ahead. Over. Damn it. I freaking hate you. <laughs> I have to take the over. I ain't doing against that. You crazy as hell. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> AJ Brown, 72 receiving yards. I'm going to take the under. You're such a bastard. <laughs> I've said that a lot to you today, and I'm sorry. Merry Christmas, by the way. I'm taking the over. You screwed me here. You've screwed me on that one. Uh, yikes. I just feel like this is a Corey Davis game. Like last week? Because last week was a huge Corey Davis yep. game. You had a really good game. All right. Oh, cool. You son of a gun. Love it. I feel very good about that. I think I think um, I yeah. wrap it up. I think I wrap that up this weekend. Just we don't put even, the dagger we don't right do, in the heart. Twist we don't even have to do it week bit. 17. We'll just say, hey, Trees won this again two years in a row. So, all right. That does it for us. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. We will be back next week before the new year with a couple episodes. Talk about week 17. Talk about what matchups are really important for the playoffs and all that. Um, again, we appreciate all you guys. Another year almost in the books. Can't believe year two is almost done for us. Uh, our year two officially ends in February, I guess, uh, since we started this in February of 2019. Wild ride, but we appreciate you guys. Tonight we've been talking football.